I'm talking to George Takei, actor, activist, author, a man with 2.2 million Twitter followers, 10 million Facebook likes. He's also known to the millennials as the beloved face and voice of Taco Bell commercials with the oh mys, <laughs> and he's the endearing icon, uh, Hikaru Sulu, helmsman of the USS Enterprise. But Mr. Takei was also once seen, quote, as a security threat simply by virtue of being Japanese-American. Him and his family were interned during World War II courtesy of FDR's Executive Order 9066, which ultimately interned nearly 120,000 Japanese-Americans, uprooting them, disrupting them, and dehumanizing them. We just recognized the 75th anniversary of what has been seen as a shameful dark chapter in U.S. history. Well, until President Trump who last year cited it as justification for his Muslim ban. And he said, quote, he's no different than FDR, who he said was, quote, highly respected by all. Quote, take a look at presidential proclamations, what he was doing with Germans, Italians, and Japanese. Because he, FDR, had to do it, Trump said last year. To discuss the parallels between then and now, the seeds of hope and resistance, and hopefully, if I'm lucky, maybe even some Star Wars talk, Star Trek talk, here's George Takei, thank you so much, Mr. Takei, for joining us. Happy to be talking with you. Uh, so, yeah, Mr. Takei, you know, after, you know, so after the election of President Obama, you know, after marriage equality, after so much progress, did you ever think you'd see a 2017 where the internment of your people would be used uh, as a justification uh, for an executive policy, which I would say as an American Muslim, as a person of color, uh, to justify the marginalization, marginalization of another minority? You know, it has been used to justify so many other outrages. And we as Japanese Americans, when 9-11 uh, happened, immediately sensed what would be happening to uh, Muslim Americans as well as uh, uh, Arab Americans, uh, you know, all Arab Americans are not Muslim, right? And uh, so we knew exactly what might be happening to both that ethnic as well as that uh, religious group. I happened to be uh, the chairman of the board of the Japanese American National Museum at that time, and immediately we knew that we needed to respond as people who had been targeted before. Uh, we organized a candlelight uh, ceremony in the plaza of our museum, the Japanese American National Museum in Los Angeles. And we invited leaders of the Arab American community, as well as, uh, to be uh, more precise, uh, Muslim American community as well, as well as older Japanese Americans who uh, felt the full sting of our imprisonment and uh, held a candlelight ceremony. Our museum happens to be three blocks from Los Angeles City Hall, so spontaneously that candlelight ceremony turned into a candlelight march across uh, downtown, three blocks to uh, City Hall and back again. And because uh, the Los Angeles Times is located uh, across from City Hall, we got a lot of uh, press coverage at that time. But we knew exactly what would be happening. When uh, Donald Trump was campaigning for the Republican uh, 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 nomination, I happened to be doing a uh, musical. Uh, we, we developed it, and it was based on the internment of Japanese Americans. And when 
during the run of uh, allegiance, uh, Donald Trump made that statement uh, that we need we need to have a complete and total banning of Muslims coming into the country. I extended a very public invitation to Donald Trump to come see allegiance because he could learn something from uh, uh, that history. He never came, mm. and and uh, when uh, Carl Higby, um, as a member of that transition team uh, from the Trump administration to the uh, from the Obama administration to the Trump administration, he, uh, tried to use that as a uh, 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 a, uh, a justification. We immediately spoke out on that. So we recognize what can happen when some uh, uh, um, uh, a tragedy like uh, 9/11 happens uh, uh, to America, because ours is a people's democracy. You know, we we have noble ideals in our democracy, but it is also a people's democracy that is as fallible as people are, and. Uh, you know, as a teenager and then uh, uh, throughout my adult life, I had I thought deeply on how a country with the ideals that, that we have as a people's democracy can do such a horrific thing as the imprisonment of innocent people hmm. and imprison them with no charges, no due process. There were no charges, so we couldn't have a trial. You need a, uh, a charge to uh, challenge to have a trial. And innocent people were imprisoned. How can that happen simply because of our ancestry? My grandparents were the immigrants that came from Japan. My mother was born in Sacramento, California, the capital of the state of California. My father uh, was born in Japan, was but was brought to San Francisco as a boy and was reared and educated as an American. Hmm. And yet we were suddenly, overnight, looked at with fear and suspicion and outright hatred simply because we look, happened to look like the people at Bomber Harbor and we had everything taken away from us, our home, our businesses, our freedom, and imprisoned for the duration of the war. How can something like that happen in a people's democracy? Because the people are fallible human beings, as well as people who can come up with noble ideas. Well, Mr. Takei, it seems like that's happening now, you know, again. It is. And, and what's interesting, you know, and, and I appreciate, and I just want to say, you know, for the record, I was a 20-year-old student leader at UC Berkeley when the two towers fell. And I was born and raised in the Bay Area, and the first group that reached out to us, uh, the Muslim American communities, was the Japanese American communities of the Bay Area. And they echoed exactly what you said, is that we have seen this before, we've been through this, um, and we want to help. And that, that type of solidarity and, and, and that olive branch that was extended has not been forgotten by many Muslims. In fact, when I told people that uh, I was interviewing you on social media, I said, hey, what would you want to ask uh, George Takei? And most of the Muslims who responded, just say, just say we want to give him a hug. So you have a collective <laughs> hug from so many Muslims, millennials, elders, immigrants, people born and raised here because they really value you being a voice and, and a voice of history, right? And not only are you a voice of the past, but as for the present, I want to give like, you know, you talk about people. 
And there's a, there was a recently anniversary of the birth of Fred Korematsu. And people kind of yes. forget that Korematsu versus the United States in 1944 was a major Supreme Court case. Mr. Korematsu, much like you and your family, Japanese-American, born and raised here, uh, was interned. And it is seen as one of the most shameful Supreme Court rulings in U.S. history because the opinion went against Fred Korematsu and held that the need to protect against espionage outweighed Mr. Korematsu's individual rights and the rights of Americans of Japanese descent. And here we are in 2017. Because the government uh, that argued that, uh, the Roosevelt uh, administration, right. that argued uh, for uh, uh, or against uh, Korematsu, uh, suppressed vital information that they had. There was the, uh, the uh, Ringel report, the uh, Naval Intelligence Office report, which said, that, which found, uh, this was before the bombing, found that there was no... Um, Right. If, any, if anything, great patriotism amongst the Japanese American community. That uh, information was suppressed, and uh, in uh, the uh, early uh, in the seventies, I think it was, that uh, Korematsu decision was challenged again, all the way up to the federal di district court, and Judge Patel uh, found then that uh, there was fault in the original uh, ruling by the Supreme Court. Uh, because of the suppression of the uh, information, and uh, but they disguised that with Latin. They called it a quorum nobis decision, which right. means fault in the original ruling. So you know it, it, it was a shameful uh, act on the part of the United States government, and uh, so they want to distance distance them, them, themselves as much as they could, and so they put a Latin. Uh, wrapping over it so that uh, the shame is somewhat muted. It's scrimmed over. La uh, Latin uh, for a fault in the original ruling. And yet, and yet that, that same type of language, Mr. Takei, security threat, you know, uh, we'd rather yes. feel safe than be free. I see such eerie parallels to 2017 and the justification that the Trump administration and many of his cronies are trying to use for their executive orders. What does it say to you about the current state of America that many Americans are fine with this extreme vetting, perhaps even registry of Muslims and this type of language being used again, this time not against Japanese Americans, but against Latinos, undocumented, and especially Muslims? Because of the ignorance on the part of uh, most Americans on uh, their own American history, and particularly that chapter of, Amer of uh, American history, which is shameful. Uh, you know, um, uh, how should I uh, uh, put it? Um, Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, of uh, sh shaping the, 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 um, the um, ignorance uh, of that history is what makes it possible to repeat again. Mm. I'm always uh, shocked when I tell people that I consider uh, well-read, well-informed about my childhood imprisonment. Uh, they knew nothing about it. They're gassed that something like that happened. Right. 
It's because we don't know our history, and sometimes we try to avoid our history that it repeats itself again. Uh, when it happened to Japanese Americans, there was no one that stood for us. Uh, only one elected official, the governor of uh, Colorado, uh, um, his name is Ralph Carr, said, said this is wrong, this is unjust, it's un unconstitutional, uh, we must not uh, let this uh, happen. And uh, for that uh, principal position, his political career was, was ruined. Uh, the uh, only other people that supported us were the very quiet Quakers. And that, that was dear to us. Even the American Civil Liberties Union on the national level took no stand. They were neutral. Only the San Francisco chapter yeah. took a, a, a strong stand against it. But because now we have uh, us, uh, the uh, Japanese Americans, and the few people that back in the, uh, history that uh, recognize uh, this kind of uh, of behavior by the by the government as wrong, we we rose up, and the difference today is that immediately after uh, Trump's uh, executive order banning or the uh, banning Muslims uh, for entry into the United States, people rushed to the massive numbers of people rushed to the airports, right. rotted there. The uh, acting attorney general uh, refused to defend it. And the federal dis dis uh, district court of uh, judge of uh, Seattle said uh, this is wrong and and put a stay on on the ru uh, ruling, which was uh, supported by the uh, uh, appellate court, not, not district appellate court. So uh, the climate is changing, but not enough. Uh, when we were doing the uh, um, musical allegiance, uh, uh, Donald Trump, whom I know. I did his show, and I had the lunch with him advocating for LGBT equality. I uh, didn't respond to that uh, invitation. So we kind of revel in our ignorance, particularly with this president. And that's why it keeps happening over and over again. And what we have to do is to raise the awareness of uh, our American history and, and, and as a nation, broadly have that understanding as we have an understanding of slavery which is another shameful chapter of american history that is well known so you know we have to raise the awareness and uh, i think because of uh, the uh, uh, japanese american experience it's not ha uh, the uh, 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 what's happening to the muslim american community is not happening in the same way uh, as it happened to japanese americans i started a petition uh, to uh, express our solidarity with the Muslim American community. And uh, our goal was 100,000 uh, signatures. In a month, we were able to get 320,000 signatures right. on that. Right. So as a nation now, we are becoming more aware and rising up in solidarity to uh, uh, oppose uh, uh, executive orders like uh, Donald Trump. You know, Mr. Takei, based before I ask my next question, I just want to give you a, 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 just adding on to what you said about ignorance. You know, when I told people on my Facebook community that I, I was interviewing you, a, a question or statement that came uh, from someone was, "How will young people continue to learn about the importance of the Japanese internment camps and schools?" Please, please, not Japanese.
Japanese internment camps that, because, because they were run by the uh, government of Japan. These were Japanese American internment camps, yeah. or more precisely, U.S. Gov uh, government internment camps in the United States for American citizens of Japanese ancestry. No, thank you for that correct. Japanese correct. internment camps, I, that uh, phrase drives me up the wall because it, just grammatically, right. you know, Japanese internment camps are run by the government of Japan. They, that is inaccurate. And so that just we goes to... Get the e, e, we, we, change, you know, what we need to do to raise the awareness is to change phrases like that. Yeah, no, and you're right, it, because the person... Distancing I, yeah. the, the uh, culpability. And I was, I was, and, and pardon me, I was reading this person's uh, direct uh, response, but that actually... Oh, I see. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, this is their exact quote, and, uh, and it probably actually goes right to your point. And that exhibits the... Exactly. Uh, because because this person said, and I'm going to just follow up with what, what he said, I'm quoting, we barely touched upon it on school as is, but I'm concerned that once the generation affected dies, that we'll have no activists pushing the narrative that I think every American sh should know about. So this person themselves is unintentionally, if you will, just like you mentioned, being ignorant, even how we should phrase it, and is admitting that even in school, born and raised in America, uh, they did not receive the proper education of this very shameful uh, chapter in the U.S. history in which 120,000 Japanese Americans were interned. And just, I just wanted to exactly. mention that. Uh, as well, that's why we work with uh, educational institutions. The Japanese American National Museum in 2004 worked with the University of Arkansas. There were two internment camps in Arkansas. And so we worked uh, in tandem with them. We, the museum sent five exhibits to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and the university uh, 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 developed uh, three exhibits on the two internment camps that were in, uh, in Arkansas. And we opened that uh, uh, in staggered fashion over the, the a span of a week. And then on Sunday we had, or on Saturday, we had a huge uh, na nationwide symposium there in Little Rock. People came from throughout the country. And then on Sunday, we had a long caravan of uh, buses that went down to southeastern Arkansas, where the two camps were located, and made pilgrimages there. And then subsequently, we invited uh, school teachers from the uh, Arkansas edu uh, educational system to the uh, Japanese American uh, National Museum to spend a month learning about that chapter of American history. And they ret uh, returned to uh, uh, Arkansas to work, uh, weave the uh, story into their American history books. Uh, we need to incorporate as an organic part of American history that chapter from which we need to learn such important lessons. You know, you know Mr. Takei, you gave a TED Talk uh, a few years ago, and the title of the TED Talk was Why I Love a Country That Once Betrayed Me. Now, after this election, and specifically based off the rhetoric and policies of Donald Trump, I'll just tell you openly that so many of my friends, women, Latinos, Muslims, African-Americans, uh, they're still reeling with anger and pain with the fact that so many Americans were perfectly fine voting for a man who called Mexicans rapists and criminals, who was fine with the wall, who grabbed 51, who was bragging about grabbing 51% of the population by certain body parts, uh, you know, Muslim ban and so forth. And they're saying, how can I love those Americans who betrayed me and threw me under the bus 
in order to feel great again. And, you know, how would you respond we, to that? We need to uh, uh, have those people learn what American democracy truly is. It really is our democracy. And, you know, it's because of the lack of participation. I mean, I know more than a few young people who say, I'm only one vote. Uh, you know, it's millions of Americans, and I don't count. Or the voter participation, which is improving now, but, but from the Latino community, uh, has been historically low. We need to improve the voter participation in a, a people's democracy. Without the people participating in a, a people's democracy, people that are informed, who cast informed votes, our people's democracy is in jeopardy. And that's why from the time I was still in my late teens, I've been an active participant in a participatory democracy. I was a volunteer in the Adlai Stevenson for President campaign headquarters when I couldn't, I didn't have the vote yet. Before I could even register to vote, mm. I was actively involved. Mm. The vote is important. But also, another thing we need to do is the election of Donald Trump is the best argument for getting rid of the Electoral College. I used to support the Electoral College because when, it, uh, when this nation was founded, uh, it was founded during the Pony Express age. Information got out to the hinterlands by Pony Express. And so we needed the uh, Electoral College to have people who were informed to uh, make the final uh, vote on uh, uh, important issues or the election of our representatives. But uh, in this day and age, when uh, information is instantaneous and global, we don't need the uh, Electoral College system anymore. Donald Trump's election is the best uh, argument for getting rid of that uh, system. But the other important thing is voter registration and developing informed voters. This is an essential, existential necessity in a people's democracy. Especially in the age of fake news and alternative facts and massacres that didn't happen in Bowling Green and Sweden uh, and when you have the President of the United and States New Jersey. And, <laughs> and you have the celebrations that didn't happen in oh, New yes. Jersey. Yes, the Muslims allegedly who celebrated the, the falling of the two towers and the videotape is only seen by Donald Trump, probably given to him by the same source who claimed that President Obama was not born in America. But I digress. I digress. We live in interesting no, times. That, that, no, that's not a digression because <laughs> that is the dark side of this instantaneous information uh, that we have now. You know, social media is, is, has both the positive and the negative. And that's why we need to have people that are informed, savvy enough to recognize or savvy enough to get the truth uh, when there's such a, a, a morass of uh, information available. I, you know, I have you only for about, I think, six minutes, so I'm going to try to ask two last questions, Mr. Takei. Thank All you so right. much for this conversation. <laughs> just, you know, speaking about literacy, historical literacy, also digital literacy, you just touched upon it with so many people using and abusing social media, but there's also a cultural literacy. And at the very least, at least last night, um, Moonlight wins Best Picture, Iranians yeah. win Oscars, gay people win Oscars, Muslims win Oscars, black people win Oscars, white folks win Oscars, and, and for a night it seemed, at least in pop culture, America was great again. My, my question to you is, 
your response to the victory of Moonlight and what it means. And also, you know, growing up, I'm now 36, Sulu for us, and I'm Pakistani-American, but, you know, for many Asian-Americans, Sulu uh, was so symbolic of the fact that he was on the USS Enterprise. And what we always said was, Sulu should have never been a sidekick. Sulu should have been the captain. I know he was. Eventually in the movies, became I a captain. Eventually became the captain. Eventually yeah. in the movie, Star Trek, Undiscovered Country. takes a lot of lobbying and yeah. activism. <laughs> you know, and so how can we, and, I, and I'm tying this into a figurative and literal sense, you know, how can so many of us people of color minorities uh, ensure that we can become the captains of our own pop cultural narratives? Is the time now, you think, that we will no longer be just sidekicks, but we will be the captains? I think it's important to, you know, just last year we had uh, the second year of Oscars So White, and then this year we have uh, Moonlight getting uh, the Best Picture uh, Award, and we have uh, Viola Davis, a, a stunning, rich actress, uh, becoming uh, the Best Supporting Actress, and uh, uh, Mahershala uh, Ali as the uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor. So, you know, we have a, a dramatic change happening. However, our media should not be just black and white. Black and white movies are uh, history from uh, before. Now we have color, and we need to have all the hues of, of the American uh, diversity uh, on screen, from brown to yellow to red, the whole uh, spectrum. And uh, that we did not see last night. It was a black and white movie that we saw. So we, we've made progress, but we need to make much, much more. And that's why I'm uh, giving voice to that. We need to keep ourselves informed. We, uh, we need to be aware of the progress we're making, but also be mindful of the progress we, have, that we need to make in order to become a much more representative society. You know, on Star Trek, we had the motto, infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Right. And we just saw the black and white combination uh, and, yesterday. And, and last year, you mentioned Oscar so white. You know, many Asian Americans in particular said the jokes are always still at their expense. You know, those three kids exactly. that were brought last year. And even, even yesterday, uh, Jimmy Kimmel kept making these somewhat asinine jokes about names like Maharshala and Yolri uh, and this Asian American woman who came, came and like, you know, he, he was like, what are, oh, these, these, that's what, what type of name is Yolri? And it's like, you know, Maharshala, Yolri, Dev, Patel, these are nice, normal names, but it seemed like even, even last night, even with all this victory, these quote unquote ethnic names were easy jokes to this day. We know we still have a long ways to go, a long <laughs> ways to go, but we are on the way. No, it's, and sometimes yeah. they're going to be, you know, a couple of steps backwards, too, as we are uh, uh, getting in Washington. But in Hollywood, we're moving forward. Final question, Mr. Takei. Uh, another, you know, watershed, if you will, cultural crisis moment right now is the inclusion or exclusion of transgender kids. And as an LGBT activist, you have been very vocal. Uh, but speaking about some of the fissures, how do you defend or explain the analogy of the water fountain of the past to the bathroom of today for those people of color, fellow minorities, who are not willing to jump on the bandwagon to defend transgender rights? Yes, it's the same thing. It's the same uh, issue there. You know, uh, 
This is a made-up issue by politicians who have animus, uh, hate behind them. You know, if a person looks like a girl, dresses like a girl, and acts like a girl, and imagine her moving into the boys' room, you know what's going to happen just on the surface. I mean, she's going to be insulted, uh, 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 vilified, and attacked. It's, it's, it's an obvious situation created by ignorant and hateful politicians just so that they can remain in office. We've got to, uh, uh, Donald Trump himself said that uh, Caitlyn Jenner is welcome to use the ladies' room in uh, Trump Tower. And now he's gone against his, his, he likes to keep saying he's been keeping his uh, campaign promise. Well, some of the campaign promises of his that I uh, agreed with, I didn't applaud uh, because it shows uh, a kind of uh, a patronizing uh, tone. But nevertheless, you know, he showed some uh, uh, enlightenment. And yet he lets a person like Jeff Sessions, who has a whole history, his whole life history is one of... Uh, of uh, segregation, mm. segregation, uh, voter suppression, uh, 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 segregated education, and now uh, he's the, of all things, the secretary of the Department of Justice, right? The Attorney, Attorney General. General of the uh, state of the United States. It's shameful. But these are the major steps uh, backwards that we're making. And th this has galvanized all of us who are determined to move America forward to a better democracy and a truer democracy. George Takei, thank you so much for your time. Actor, activist, author, social media king. Uh, you can follow him <laughs> at George Takei. He will sell you also Taco Bell treats. And and for as well as pizza. Hut. And oh yeah, sorry, couldn't forget pizza. Oh, he'll sell you tacos and pizzas, and he remains fit. So somehow he eats both and is still healthy. And of you course, gotta exercise. You know, you can take in, but you also gotta burn up. I uh, see. See, it's wisdom. It's this. This is wisdom, and this is wisdom of Hikaru Sulu, who is who became the captain of the USS Enterprise, and right now he's the captain of many. Americans who feel ignored and silenced. So thank you on behalf of all of us, and thank you for taking the time for this conversation, sir. It's my pleasure. Good talking with you. Thank you, sir. I will send it to you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.